2: Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life.
0: Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast.
1: I'll be talking with author Tom Rutledge today. You may recognize his name by his great one-liners that I repost on our Facebook group once in a while, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy this interview. Our guest today is Tom Rutledge. He's a psychotherapist in Nashville, Tennessee. Tom conducts telephone and Skype sessions. He does workshops, and all of that information is on his really lovely website, www.tomrutledge.com, which that. Uh, website will be listed in the show notes, so please go back there and check that out. Tom's the author of many, many books, um, including Embracing Fear, How to Turn What Scares Us into Our Greatest Gift, which is totally what we talk about here on Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and his most recent book, The Greater Possibilities, 125 Reflections on the Method and Meaning of Genuine Success which sounds fabulous. He's been featured on NBC's Today Show, CNN's Anderson Cooper 360, the Fox Network, Australia's Channel 10, and he has consulted with the Dr. Phil Show. Welcome to my show, Tom Rutledge. I'm so glad you're here with me, Tom. I'm
2: glad too. also. I'm glad, I appreciate your support of my work, and I'm glad to get to talk with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been a supporter for a long time, starting with eating disorders and you know, that's how I fell into a lot of this anxiety work. Was realizing that everybody with eating disorders right. had a lot of anxiety. Right.
2: That's, right. that's when people talk about dual diagnosis. You know, when they talk about anxiety or depression, and what I say based on my history, I go like I scoff at dual diagnosis. You only have two. I mean, come on. We all, really? We all have many. It's, but but none of it. And I and I refer a lot to my alcoholism. It's, it's like it's it's not it's not the same as eating disorder, but that we have a lot in common. And yeah. uh, and underneath all of, all of that stuff is a lot of fear.
1: Yeah, yeah, fear. And that's what you write a lot about is the fear. Right. So I think that's kind of a good place to start because that's what uh, we're all about here. That's what I hear about day in, day out is what people, they wake up with fear, right? It doesn't even doesn't even seem to be apparently triggered by anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... You know you got writing about fear. Tell me about that core fear issue. Where does that come from? What are we doing? How do we get there well it comes
2: from and it comes from lots of different sources the first, the first thing I want to teach people is how to how to see themselves in relationship to fear as opposed to having fear it 's like so i I use something that is i kind of it's not an, other people use this kind of metaphor, but I kind of exaggerated i think more than most and and did it a lot with eating disorder. but I have people imagine that fear is a uh, I call it the bully. It's like there's a bully in our heads that, that is always there to scare us. You know, it's, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to do one of two things. He's going to scare us or shame us. And, he, and he's, mm-hmm. he's good at both of those things. And and So when you talk about when you wake up with fear, the image I would give somebody is, is it, it really does feel like you wake up and, and the bully is sitting on your bedside already mm-hmm. talking to you, already telling you things that could go wrong today and all these you know, a friend of mine has. She says she she calls hers the director of fiction because he just makes ah. up all kinds of scary stories to tell her.
1: Right. Yeah,
2: and and it's like yeah. and it, and he's very compelling as a storyteller.
1: Yeah, and it is fiction.
2: Yes. It's yeah. it, it's it, when we talk about that fear. I was talking to someone yesterday about that. I said, uh, I, and we were calling we we call these guys by different names depending on who the client is. I, you know because I you don't sell this stuff off the rack. It's everybody everybody's <laughs> different. But it's, it's, but in this one the, this this woman was calling hers the prophet, meaning that it, it, it prophesied it predicted horrible things in the future, and it, oh, wow. it's funny. I, I asked, I said, um, I said how many how how many times is the prophet accurate? And she stops and thinks, and guess what the answer is? Never. He's never been accurate. It's like, and I think about how many of us have that prophet in their head who have a lifetime of inaccuracies. Never, he's never hit once, and yet right. when he speaks. We just stop and listen, you know, because that's that, he speaks with such authority. he or she whatever it is in there speaks with right. such authority. You know, and so yeah, we give it full attention. It's really, attention. It's, to me, it's really helpful to be able to say, like, wait a minute. I really can't predict the future, and even when I think I can, when that voice tells me what it is, it means, it may tell me something's going to go wrong next week. Something may go wrong next week, but it's not going to be what he tells me it is. It's going right. to be something different. It's, it's like you know. So I think Absolutely. it's really important to listen and realize these guys, their their purpose. That fear voice in there, its purpose is to scare us. Yeah, you know and that's yeah. where. And part of what we're learning, what I teach people to do, is to say you're not going to get rid of fear, but we can change their relationship to it. And we're going to teach you to stand up to it. And we're gonna we're going to teach you to to basically disagree with it. And, uh, yeah. and and not let, you know, basically not mistake its thoughts, its its threats for my right. my thoughts. It's like, I know I'm going to have I'm going to have an opinion of my own.
1: Yeah. And I, I find a lot of people are quite amazed when I talk to them and, and discuss that every thought they have is not true. There are a lot of people who have not considered right. that.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. They think
1: because it came through their mind, it must be true. Right. Or going to be true. Right.
2: You well, know? one of the one of the things that feeds into that, Gina, is is uh, actually something I, I began writing about when in my very first book way back in the 1900s. It's like <laughs> it's, that's my favorite thing to say. It's uh, is is that we don't understand in our world that the the, the nature of consciousness is multiple, not singular. So what we, I call it the myth of singularity, and it's how we make ourselves crazy. We think we're supposed to have one thought about something and one feeling about something, when in fact, as human beings, it's very crowded and messy up there. And there's a lot, just because you have a thought, like you said, it doesn't mean it's true. And we don't, I even say, it doesn't mean you believe it. Sometimes I right. ask people the question. I think one of my one-liners says, "How many, how, how much of what you believe do you really believe?" You know, because a mm. lot of times we just carry these beliefs that we've been, we've just absorbed in our culture from our families. You know, and right. a lot of these, lot of that is part of the fear. You talk about where it comes from, the the, the way of thinking, the, the a fear-based way of thinking, and we haven't actually thought. Like you said, it's fun to it's fun to surprise people and say, "By the way, we can we can hit the pause button." and we can yeah. start to look around and get to know who all these people are in our heads and it's like and we're going to get to make choices
1: yeah choices choice. imagine that Cho- not yeah
2: but what we do we get to choose what we want to think we get to choose what we want to believe yeah and that's yeah. And that's where that's where we change our relationship to our fear
1: yeah so it can be there which is what is true right, right. it we will can- be there fear yeah. comes up life we're living
2: well, and that's, we, a very, that's very important. I, this, is, this is the extent of my neurological knowledge. Here it comes. It's like <laughs> the, the brain does not encode a negative. If I say don't think of the color blue, what happens? You don't go through a cognitive process. You know, don't think of a, of a pink elephant. It's like that just happens. Now think about how much energy and time that pe- we as, as clients in, in the, our businesses, but also as professionals, if we're not careful, how much time are we trying to help people get rid of things? Stop yeah. thinking that way, Just, you know, stop doing it. It's like, so instead what I'm saying is that's, no, that's the serenity prayer. That's the thing I cannot change. The thing I can change is what do I think about that? You know, right. I mean, what I, do I think I, about I have a piece of crap? So, so I go, okay, well, that voice of me says my bully says I'm a piece of crap. So what do I think? That's what I got to ask the question I, and realize I can have a separate opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, that's the helper of having it as a as sort of an entity, like a bully or, a, a, you know, a prophet or whatever, right. because then you can you can have your own a different opinion. You, it makes have sense an, in your mind. Right.
2: You have an identity. It's like mm. it's like otherwise you're, if you're not if you don't see yourself in a relationship, you're in you're basically possessed by them. And it's, well, the way I say it is it, the fear has the I, I the I pronoun, or if I'm talking about eating disorder, Ed has the I pronoun, the alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And then as long as I'm, if I'm saying, for instance, I am a piece of crap, there's no room in there for for anything else to be there. I can't make that thought go away. But if I change it, if I, if I change it to here's a bully saying, Tom, you are a piece of crap. It leaves yeah. open, it changes the problem definition. Now the problem definition isn't that I have a bully in my head. It is that I tend to believe it. And yeah. It's a codependent relationship. Yeah. Excuse me, I didn't know that was on.
0: Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you.
1: That's okay. We're relaxed over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have, we have the choice and it's a relationship and how much, what am I going to do in this relationship? Do I believe this entity? Ed that I started with Ed when I was working with the gals with eating disorders And boy, they did really well by having Ed right. as one part of them. Yeah, yeah it wasn't it, all of them.
2: Right, and, and it's also very important for anybody who's listening to this stuff too. Is is I use a, 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 a phrase from AA. It's 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 simple but not easy. There, there's as a matter yeah. of fact. I was just writing about. I was creating a, a writing a piece. I'm putting out to, later today or tomorrow about that. The idea that that it's very important for us to understand and to have compassion for each other. That these very simple ideas are extremely difficult to, to, uh, you know, practice because we're working against a lifetime of of repetition. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, all this stuff has just been there over and over and over again, you know? And it's like, so what we're pushing against is it takes a lot, a lot of practice. And one of the things I want people to know is, is I tell people, right. It's, it's hard. This is really hard, and I don't want you to think just because it's hard that that means you're not doing that you're not doing it or you're not getting better. Because sometimes, you know, matter of fact, I think one of the things I put out recently was sometimes uh, desperation uh, is what it feels like, but that that actually needs to become determination because we're going to feel desperate at times because this stuff is overwhelming.
1: Yeah it is. Yeah. It is. And it doesn't happen overnight, right? Oh. So time, Over- we need time and patience, yeah?
2: Practice makes practice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And so so I love that uh so tell us what is the basic way to start to come out. What do you suggest for people? My people are all anxious. It's okay. that anxiety uh big huge umbrella, right? right?
2: Well, the, okay, the first the, the first step I would say to people is, is uh just journaling. It's it's basic basically identify. You name it whatever you want to name. For the sake of of just clarity, I call it the bully in our in our head. So just mm-hmm. just make just two columns. Just write a column of things the bully is saying to you. Of course of course time. Now and here here are the rules and very important rules. You you must. Write the bully's messages in the second person. In other words, it has to be Mm. Gina. You are Gina. You have to whatever it is. Like you. And what we're doing is we're taking the I pronoun away from the bully. So
0: right,
2: I I get to keep the I pronoun, and it's like, uh, and the bully doesn't get to. It has to speak to me. Now, the the second column is going to be your response. So you're going to put it in there and go like, now here's what I want people to know. If since this has been going on for so long. This is about awareness. Your first response is mm-hmm. going to be agreement. Okay. Uh, like see a yeah. lot of times because we're such perfectionists and we want to make our therapists feel so good about themselves, you know, that, that <laughs> what we'll do is 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 we'll go we'll think we're supposed to be fighting back. It's like not, no, that's not where it starts. It's where it starts is, you know, Tom, you're a piece of crap. I know it. You know, that's that's fine because now you're yeah. becoming aware that we're creating a problem definition. And over time, we're we we're you know, you said that this is how we start. We're going to change that. We're going to create some other things later. We're going to actually put another voice in there. I call it the recovery voice, you know, or the wisdom yeah. voice. And we're going to give you somebody else to listen to. But to begin with, we really just kind of have to put the, the spotlight on the dysfunctional, codependent relationship in our head, yeah. whereas yeah. We, it's, it's like a domestic violent relationship, basically. As long It tells us what to think, and we're supposed to think it. And if we dare think something for ourselves, it, it attacks us. Wow, it really does. that
1: is a great way to put it, Tom. I haven't thought about it that way.
2: As long as you're doing everything that pleases me, everything will be fine. But if you if you dare have a thought independent of mine, you're in trouble.
0: Whoa,
1: yeah. really good way to look at it. Wow, I love that journaling piece.
2: Yeah, it's it's a very simple thing, but it's a it's a great beginning, and it's just so good to to write it down and look at it just to, just to be able to see it. And it's discouraging at first. I always want people to know when you look at this and. Um, by, by the way, I, I was talking to a friend the other day, and I was complaining about how my books don't sell as well as I want them to sell. And, mm-hmm. and he said, "He said Tom, in every book you've ever written, you tell people how hard this is. He <laughs> says, if you want your book to sell better, you got to start telling them it's easy." <laughs> so,
1: yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm going to
2: stick with integrity and, <laughs> and lower book sales, but absolutely. but it's, I want people to know that it's really hard because that way the, it helps them not be discouraged. It, it, it because it's like it's gonna, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna sometimes be like you're swimming through jello, you know. It's like, but it's yeah. like keep doing it. If you keep practicing, you will come out on the other side.
1: You do, and things do look different when you come out the other side.
2: Better, yeah. But it's dark, Darker before the dawn, though.
1: Always, yeah. always, yeah. That's you never know what's around that next corner, so you can't stop. You just got to keep, got to keep. It, one of my,
2: one of my one-liners I have around here somewhere says just because you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel doesn't mean it's not there you know right. sometimes i think do you tell me if this fits for you gina sometimes I create the image. I say so if, so if, you're, if you're walking toward me and it's pitch black and you can hear my voice, walk toward my voice. And I imagine myself in a tunnel where there's a there's a 90 degree turn where I'm standing and I'm looking over to one side and I'm saying I can see the light at the end of your tunnel. You can't see it, but you keep oh. coming my way because yeah. you know, that's what we ask them to do if they can yeah, trust is. us. Then a lot of times there really are, and, and I just respect the, the the heck out of this, But the idea that they're trusting us to say, you know, and, and usually with life, there are a lot of untrustworthy people. For, yeah. I mean, I really respect the, the risk it takes to trust those of us who are working to help them to come, come toward my voice because there is a light over here. You just can't see it yet. Right. And sometimes I, yeah. think, I think we're the guardians of that. I think we hold on to that and sometimes I'll, I'll tell my clients it's like I'll, I you know even when you can't feel the hope I I I can hold on to it. I, I never lose hope about you. I never lose I, I I believe in you even when you don't believe in yourself. And that's a nice thing to right. have somebody help you keep up with.
1: I believe that's a huge part of our job. I mean, I yes. I'm having that conversation quite often mm-hmm. cuz people are hopeless. Yeah. You
2: know, yeah, and, and, and yeah, and if, and if that, and, motive, and when you feel hopeless, motivation just goes. There's, right. If if I don't believe, I have a little motivation checklist. It's on it's on the free download page of my website. But it's it it has little certain certain aspects of motivation, and one of them is. Do you believe it's possible? And so a lot of times right. people will believe it's possible for everybody else, but not for themselves. Right. And so, but if you think about it, if if I'm trying to do something that I actually, when I look down deep inside, do not believe is possible, I'm not going to try. Right. If I don't believe it's possible, I'm not going to try. Why try? Yeah. And yeah. so, so the, 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 the energy just drains right out of that. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so we hold it for them yeah. because that does change. People turn all the time, Absolutely. but it, they have to keep coming back to feel that. And eventually they feel it from us first right. and then they begin to feel yeah, it themselves.
2: I mean, it's one of the most fun parts. Of, there's a lot of things fun about what you and I do for a living, but that's some of the most fun part about that is to be able to, to you know, to be able to feel, see that stuff and feel that stuff, you know, sometimes before our, our clients do. You know, yeah. like I I, yeah. I I, I make a joke often about how the end, how at the end of a session, I'll say, I feel better. <laughs> I feel much better. And I've had some really good insights. And it's like, and maybe you'll have them later. <laughs> like, yeah. But as yeah. I understand them better and better and better. Sometimes it does take a while for them to see what I see.
1: Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Everybody's got stress in their lives, right? I mean, that's part of our human experience. Yep. And one of the things I learned coming out of my anxiety, I had anxiety for many years, and all of the, you said this earlier, all the things I worried about, none of them happened. Yep. Lot, But lots of huge things happened hmm. afterwards, right? Yep. But I could handle every single one of them.
2: That's beautiful. Absolutely.
1: Because they were right in front of me, right? Right. So the but the ones that the bully's talking about how can I handle right mm-hmm. it's not it's not real it's not there is that the general is that the what about that kind of stress like well what do we
2: do with I, that? you can re ask this if I'm missing the point but I want to make one point about what you said because it's it's perfect it's like like uh, we also teach there's no such thing as perfect so it's really not perfect right it's, <laughs> it's, but I but I love it it's what you what we do is we don't we don't give ourselves we don't give ourselves credit for what we have accomplished what you just said is is, is just like we can look at the prophet who's never right what well, you said if you look at your history about the mm-hmm. about the challenges you've been given in your life yeah. you've made it through every single one of those now, yep. but we don't when we're feeling afraid we don't stop and think about well you know what this this may be difficult but but doesn't stop me so far so right the truth is if, if you and I are betting on these guys rather than doing therapy with them basically what we're saying I'm betting you're gonna make it through this one too yeah yeah
1: yep yeah yeah so that, so it's helping them to see that yeah, right
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I didn't answer your stress question what was
1: it well you know I think it's that kind of stress that we have in our we it's understanding then that that life is stressful yeah. um because there's this we're sold a different picture of life in American life, Mm -hmm. you know, this perfect. If you wear this, everything gets better. You drive that, it gets better. So, uh, and then people take all that on as stress. I guess I'm trying to, because they're not perfect, right? We just talked about that. So what do, you know, I guess I'm trying to ask, uh, like personally, what do you do for personally keep your stress levels in check or keep yourself... um, in a to be in a state of feeling like you can handle things, even though life is happening. Do you have any personal practices?
2: Well, uh, uh, yeah, I do, and it's like, but we also want to put in the bigger picture. Part of it is I was in years and years of therapy. Okay, so it's like yeah, like this again doesn't yeah. come easily, and it's, it's like so lots of therapy, lots of support groups, mm-hmm. you know, and and all of that stuff. But it's for me, and I think everybody needs to find those. Those guiding principles, but it's like mine is mine. I have I have three things in my life that I, I, I take a moment. Not any formal meditation. We, I live on a farm, so I, I let the ducks out of their pen every morning, and I have these three things: is gratitude, uh, gratitude, humility, and kindness. And I and I, and I and I and I and I and I spend a little time just close my eyes right there by the duck pen, and I just and I just think in terms of that. And my my idea is quite simply: if I every day. I can I can have gratitude, I can have some humility and I can have some kindness in my life. If I can have those those things, you know, I, that's a good day. So those to me it's reminding myself of those things. And the other thing I was just talking to somebody about earlier today is is I am a major fan of and you are too. I can tell of having fun. And you know, I'm, yeah. I I and, and see I'm surprised very often when I talk to somebody and realize they're not having fun. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I mean, it's like they don't laugh. Maybe some people don't laugh. No. I mean, on a bad day, I laugh. I have a feeling you <laughs> do. Sometimes well, I yeah. laugh about how bad it is.
1: I know. Well, you actually have to.
2: It's it's it's. Uh, it's but it's so free. It's you know. It's what I learned about about fun is it's not just the end result. It is actually a method. It's like for us mm-hmm. to consciously seek out fun. I need to do something that's fun. It's like, and uh, now I, it's very easy for me because I'm easily entertained. It doesn't take a <laughs> long time. It's, like, it's, it's, it's like there can be a TV show that I'm looking forward to watching with my wife at, at, at the end of the night. Or, or, you know, we can we can do that. Or, or you know, it's yeah. just like, it, it can be anything simple. Take a, take a walk, whatever, whatever it happens to be. But it, it's like, for me, it also means what helps with the stress is being very conscious Of you know what I'm doing, and specifically that I'm doing it because I choose to do it.
1: Mm, Yeah. See,
2: we live we live by default for a big part of our lives, and what we do when we get to this, do we get to where we're paying attention? We live we want to live the rest of our lives by decision, not default. I want to you know if I'm if, if I'm not paying attention, then I'm not I'm not doing everything I can. I need I need to wake up, pay attention to my life. What am I doing? You know. What am I? You know, I mean, it's simple stuff, but it's like, you know, what am I doing? Well, I'm looking for today. I was looking forward to, to, to getting on your podcast with you. And I knew I, and I just had a feeling from our correspondence that we were going to have fun. And it's like, yeah. and what this experience is for me is is really is nothing but fun.
1: Yeah, me too, Tom. I'm yeah. really glad to hear you say yeah. that because I kept thinking. I just want to say that this was fun. Yes, like, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: yeah, and so, and you can make your life like that, yeah. right? Where it, it doesn't have to be the big thing. Right.
2: But and everybody and everybody finds their own way. So people, yeah, they, I'm 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 silly. You seem to be silly. I think I'm silly. Know, like everybody's <laughs> not silly when I when I do professional training workshops I tell people don't let your graduate program train you out of the deal because they often do you know don't let your real self there but I said you know be who you are so if if you, uh, and the example I gave us is, so if you're not goofy like me then your therapy is not going to be goofy if you're a nurturing right. person your therapy is going to be nurturing it's, it's like yeah. so don't you know don't be somebody else be yourself and that's what I think we're bringing people, to is that and especially I think when we're goofy and silly like you and me making some assumptions, we, we're yes. good role models for the fact that you can be whoever you are. It's like right. you and I, we're getting away with it. <laughs> that's, right.
1: that's right. They haven't locked so us far, up yet.
2: So far, <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. And I I actually am sometimes with clients when, um, because I have a super nurturing side, too. I had to learn to embrace that, that um, I'm often looked at as a lot of mother energy. But that's like the goofy mother, I have to say, (laughs) because I have all my little chicks under my wing, but we're having a lot of fun. So when I'm laughing with a client, like I, I, you know, sometimes they look at me like, does this really go on? But yeah, like we're (laughs) roaring, this is good. This is, uh, this I'm writing, is very I'm writing helpful.
2: That down. I am writing a, a quote from you. I am a goofy mother. I love that. <laughs> Boy, yeah. You can say that in yeah. any different way. Uh-huh. I'm a goofy mother.
1: Uh-huh. Well, there we go. And there's those days, too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's like, and that's a great example because so often in our business, the, the nurturing in particular is, is discouraged. You
0: know, right. Very much so. You know, yeah. like,
2: you know, bottom line is we're professionals. We, you know, we can be trusted with boundaries. It's like, right. you know, yes. I know how to be kind to somebody and not lose myself in that relationship. You know,
1: exactly. it's like, That's
2: you right. know Trust. we trust ourselves.
1: Right. Yeah. And they can feel that. Yeah. I know I actually just had an incident on my uh, the Facebook. Uh, we have a very big Facebook pay, uh, group of 4,000 mm-hmm. people. And, um, you know, somebody brought something up about, you know, I should I should be sending people to physicians and I shouldn't be talking about these things. And, um, you know, I, I had to say exactly what you just said. I actually have been doing this so long, I'm very comfortable with what my boundaries are. Mm-hmm. I know when I need to Send someone somewhere else. I know I, when I need to send them to the uh, suicide hotline. I know. Um, right. I trust my boundary.
2: Well, and we yeah. and we we everybody in this business we play. Uh, everybody plays their position, and it's like you know your position well, and it's like yeah, and and exactly right. It's like when you know when there's somebody. Uh, somebody, Oh, you know, I'm not, you know, who you need to talk to is Dr. So-and-so, or you know what, you need to talk to Gina. She's better at this than I am. It's like, exactly. that's that's the way that works. It's like, uh, right. yeah, and, and I think, and that's, I don't know, sometimes I think people have a little trouble because we don't look exactly what people think about when they think about professional people helpers. Right. You know. Right. I'm not I'm yeah. not smoking a pipe with a, a big a, a, a big a big leather chair, you know. <laughs>
1: you do have the beard little beard though, too. I do have the
2: so. beard. I can scratch my beard and say, Well, I don't know, what do you think?
1: That's right. You got you got part of it. Which, yeah. I hope everybody can hear that Tom he is a, an amazing therapist and if if you're looking for somebody and you wanted to work online Tom can do that for you, too. He's a therapist, and uh, a lot of the people I work with as a coach have their therapists, too, and we work in conjunction. Yeah. And so everybody, like you said, everybody plays their part. Yeah.
2: Because abs- uh, abs- a, a a, a, most of the remote clients I work with actually have have a, a therapist local, which I think is good. I I, don't, you know, I often say, unless, unless yeah. you just don't have somebody there, I don't think online therapy is really a, a substitute for sitting in the same room with somebody. So right. a lot of the people I work with, I'm kind of an adjunct to, to that to their to their therapy. A lot, a lot of eating disorder people, because yep. of the specific techniques I use with eating disorder, will come to me for, for that kind of thing. So so uh, so I, I, that's what I like to do. Is I like to just sort of say, you know, I want to play a respectful role in what you're doing and I want to be able to contribute what I can contribute and and encourage you know I mean we all we all need a team you know I don't there's never going to be one person who's going to help me it's going to be a lot yeah. it's like
1: yeah that's what I find most uh, people have built their own team yeah. you know they have uh, they have all their pieces and it's a real joy to be a part And an honor to be a part of that.
2: it it is, Mm -hmm. it feels so, and, and because of this, because of our, the, the onlineness of the world, it is nice that, because there are certain places in the world, just local places or smaller places where all the team members are not available or they're not, you know, we were just talking about nutritionists who understand the eating disorder is very difficult to find, you know, but, but it's, it's like, uh, and in some smaller places, they're not there at all. So it's really nice to have the option of saying, "Let's let's go online and see who else we can find to help us."
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tom, thank you so much for spending this time with me to enlighten my listeners. Um, actually, to have fun with me yeah. and my listeners. Uh-huh. Uh, any last words before we spring you loose to go out and? Check on those ducks or whatever <laughs> you do that. no, That's where
2: I'm going to see my ducks. It's like, like, uh, uh, and it, it's not the uh, That it's not the same as tequila, but it, you know, it still it still works. It, <laughs> that's it, right. It's, it's like, well, the, the last words were you. You got to have me back on. I want to talk to you some more because you're we having too I much fun. I
1: would love that. Gotta, you will we, come we, back. We, I'm so excited. We got to
2: play some more. I think we got something okay. we can do. And um, and and the other is I I repeated it again and again. I want people to know that you know it's it. We, there will be times where you feel like you can't do it, but you can do it. You, you know, it's like, I, you know, I don't know each individual, but I promise you, I've seen this again and again and again and again. It's like, whatever you do, I have a little a little sign on my wall that a friend gave, talent is nice, skill is okay, but in the end, it's persistence that pays. Persistence. I love it. Don't give up.
1: Thanks for sharing that, Tom. And thank you so much again for being here. And you will be back, I promise. Good. Good. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha. Today's quote is brought to us by Oriah Mountain Dreamer, and she actually wrote the foreword to Tom's book, Embracing Fear. The quote is, There is only one freedom, the freedom from fear. Again, that's Oriah Mountain
0: Dreamer. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then,